Welcome to the Agile Confessional, a podcast that shares fun confessions from people who've spent a large part of their career working in the Agile world. Hear the mistakes they've made along the way so you can avoid falling into the same traps in the future. I'm your host, Giles Lindsay, CEO of Agile Delta Consulting. I'm the coach who absolves my guests of the sins made in the Agile world. It's time to listen in on the latest instalment. Welcome everyone to episode one of the Agile Confessional. Today's first confessee is Russ Lewis. Russ is a digital transformation expert and senior Agile coach in large companies such as banking, both payments and investment varieties, online gambling, travel and hotel booking sectors. Now you won't find these on his resume, but he's performed several IT turnarounds and transformation rescues as interim CTO and management consultant. As a software engineer, he led the team that designed and built TFL's contactless first system. As a technical instructor and course author, he traveled the world and was regularly hired to consult for the organizations he taught. He writes articles and occasionally talks at conferences. Welcome, Russ. Hi, Giles. I think I'm going to add to my bio, first confessor in <laughs> Forgive me, coach, for I have sinned. What Agile sins would you like to confess? Long list. I'd like to start with the sin of hypocrisy. I, I was tasked with simply saving $400,000 off of a budget, <laughs> my Agile spending budget. I had coaches and scrum masters and test engineers and DevOps people. And all I had to do was to slim that down you know, from 1.7 and just get rid of 400 grand. And so I took over the spreadsheet, you know, I could do that, give it to me. And I spent two days on it. And at the end of the two days, I managed to get it to 2.1 million. <laughs> and at 2.1 million, I handed it to my very caring, sharing project manager. <laughs> and I said, please, could you sort this out for me? God, that feels better already. <laughs> and what did you learn from this? It was very humbling. What I learned, in all seriousness, it's so easy for us to be critical of people working with spreadsheets and the reductionism of people into lines on a spreadsheet. When you've done it for real, and, you know, there are constraints, there is no argument you're losing your budget. You have to reduce your budget. You've got 1.3 available. That's it. Nobody cares how you do it. And you look at the names and you go, oh, I know that one. Or oh, I'll keep that. Yeah, she's really good. I'll keep. And you go through that and you think, but that's not right for the business because you see the complexity of it. It's really, really difficult. And it's almost like you need some other way, some other dimension, some other means of doing it. And I found no right way. I just found no right way. And then there's that horrible thing is, oh, look, somebody in France is worth, you know, 0.8 of somebody in New York. And there were, you know, and there's this comparison and you know that that's wrong. So everything that you know is wrong comes to your mind and there's really nothing that you can do about it. 
What advice would you give others at this point? Yeah, don't go near spreadsheets. If you're an agile coach, <laughs> <laughs> if you're an agile coach, just recognize the need for project managers, recognize the importance of people that are able to do those things. I say this a lot. We've spoken about it before. You do need somebody to manage resources, and that is a skill. And in a large organization, it has to happen. And respect that. Respect the fact that it's much easier to criticize than it is to do. Fantastic. Thank you. What other Agile sins would you like to confess? Well, I've just realized, accidentally, lovely, deliciously, this has brought me on to my next one. (laughs) (laughs) which is it winds me up when people call managers the frozen middle. That absolutely winds me up. And I don't differentiate. Managers are just people with the word manager in their role or their job title. So a project manager is a manager. Line managers are managers. You know, they, they are managing some form of resource, which may be people. Large organizations need that. That's part of it. And they're not frozen. They're simply in a situation where their primary concern, what managers are are recognized for, is their ability to develop and protect the organization. You know, we promote, both you and I have done this, Giles, we've, we've, you know, we've been in those meetings where you go so-and-so makes manager material, let's, you know, let's mentor them. You tend to recognize people that work for the team or they work for the organization. They're not just selfish. So organizations will promote people for looking after the good of the organization. And if you go along to somebody like that and say, right, we're going to transform, the world's going to change, and you're going to, you're going to get there by doing safe-to-fail experiments, it just doesn't work. That doesn't compute. There is no safe-to-fail experiment. Failure is not what they were promoted for. It's not what we employ managers for. So the whole kind of system is wrong. Obviously, I work a lot with managers. And I'm very empathetic to the managers a lot because the safest thing for them to do is to say, yeah, we'd like to improve. We'd like to be more effective, but you haven't given me enough information yet to know what is safe for me to do. I just think that when I hear that, oh, yeah, you know, agile would be really great if it wasn't for the managers. (laughs) That's the view of a greenfield. If you're on a greenfield site, knock yourself out, design the organizational system around what you think should be. But don't come into a traditional organization that's got, you know, 200 years of success and say, well, everything that you've done is, it's all wrong, you know, that's all wrong. You don't know Agile like I do. It should be like this. Get my goat. And what did you learn from that again? Empathy. As you know, I've just completed my professional coaching, executive coaching certificate. And I knew I needed those tools. There were definite tools that I knew I needed to learn. Although I'm empathic, I can also upset people, you know, by being too open with telling them how wrong they are, for instance. So I needed those tools, and I think that's it. I think a bit of humility and a bit of empathy so that you understand the position of the people that you're trying to help. Everyone wants to help, right? There's no doubt. I just find that. Rely on the empathy. Just listen and understand. Then what advice at this point would you then give to others in a similar situation? Ask, don't tell. Oh. <laughs> I got an all from the coach. <laughs> That's a win. Can I get a point for that? We'll have to see at the absolution. <laughs> and are there any other Agile sins? It's not a competition. 
<laughs> all agile coaches are good in their own way. There's no one better than me. <laughs> we all have our strengths and our flaws. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? No, only, I think this is a brilliant idea, Charles. <laughs> Russ, thank you very much for being at the inaugural Agile Confessional. Thank you very much for being an absolute rock star here. This <laughs> now the moment is upon me to give you your absolution. Your absolution for your two sins you shared with us today is reciting the manifesto <laughs> twice for the next seven days. Oh, twice a day for seven days? Brilliant. Okay. All right. We are uncovering better ways of developing software through doing it and helping others to do it. That's the important bit, right? Russ, thank you very much indeed for coming. Thanks, Charles. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.